Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. How are you? I pray you're well. I don't know what's going to go on in our country today, but I hope you've been praying the novena to Our Lady of Victory. We have. We concluded it yesterday. But even if you started it yesterday, it doesn't matter. God answers prayer retroactively. If you began it and you're not concluded yet, just continue. Just continue in faith and We'll see. What Do we know that President Trump will be elected for the next four years? We can't know that, but, um, but we know that God is capable. We know that there's nothing that God can't do. That we know. Um, so I apologize for the last two days. We needed to run encores, a couple of things going on, um, and I, um, I'm so glad to be with you today, and I pray you're doing well and living your faith and trusting in God. I ran down to our sisters yesterday a list of absolutely awful things about the virus, about the world control, about totalitarianism, uh, a whole bunch of things. And they looked at me and their faces were going down and down and down and down. And I said, our marching orders are clear. We are called to love God and live our vows and live the gospel, and bring it to everyone who doesn't know him. That's it. Nothing has changed. But in times of trouble um, and danger, our call becomes more urgent and more clear. We have to do away with everything and fight the good fight by living, as I often say, as if it was true. And it is true. Um, as if it were true. So that's our marching orders. And whatever happens today, dear ones, um, simply live the faith. I came across an article on the website Tradition in Action, and it's by um, uh, Professor, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name correctly, Plinio uh, Correa de Oliveria. Um, and it's on Francis de Sales and how he lived in times of pandemic. And it says, by giving us saints as examples, the Catholic Church destroys, without entering into controversies, the notion of the supposed ignorance of those who follow the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. So many of us who follow the teaching without compromise of our Lord Jesus Christ are called ignorant and wayward and all of that, but it's the ignorant and wayward that save the world. So, um, and that still God will work through to save the world. And he says, among these saints, we find, in fact, many who dedicated their lives to humble work and disparaged education in order to cultivate the only true wisdom, which is the love of God. Sometimes, beloved, We need to keep our children from public education in order to save them, to teach them the love of God. However, a professor says, alongside with them stand in no small numbers kings, queens, nobles, and great scholars who remind us 
by the irrefutable force of the facts that to follow our Lord Jesus Christ demands nothing more than a generous will. Demands nothing more than a generous will. Social rank and scholarship are the two weak points that the incredulous image exists for the diffusion of the church. Scholarship, social rank are the weak points that the incredulous um, uh, image exists for the diffusion of the church. The church answers with lives of her saints, such as that of St. Francis de Sales, who united the nobility of his family to a privileged education acquired in the best educational institutions of France. St. Francis, and St. Francis de Sales was my first patron, beloved, before I knew anything of, of uh, St. Benedict. It's a beautiful story, but he did become my spiritual director from heaven to this day. And he is one of our four patrons. We are Benedictines, so we have Our Lady of Guadalupe first, <clears throat> then St. Joseph, then St. Benedict, and St. Francis de Sales. And it is St. Francis de Sales who led us to the other, who led me personally to St. Benedict. Social rank, um, no, excuse me, St. Francis, born into the noble Sales family. It's St. Francis de Sales. That's St. Francis of Sales. Francois de Sales in French. Um, St. Francis, born into the noble Sales family of the uh, Duchy of Savoy, was sent by his father to Paris to study. However, his mother feared for the virtue of her son alone in a large city. When she bid him farewell, she insistently recommended him to frequent the sacraments and told him <clears throat> that she would rather see him dead than to learn that he had committed a mortal sin. Dear mothers, would you say that to your children today? I'd rather see you dead than to know you committed a mortal sin because mortal means death and it means separation from God, spiritually dead. She'd rather see him physically dead and, be, and spend forever in heaven than to be physically dead through mortal sin. I'd rather, had, I think I got that wrong. She'd rather see him spiritually dead than commit, no, I got it wrong again. She'd rather see him physically dead and on his way to heaven than to commit a mortal sin and be separated from God for all eternity. St. Francis rapidly progressed in the studies. He was admired by his professors and colleagues for his intelligence as well as the virtue he practiced amid so many dangers, often receiving the sacraments. Our Lord desired many things from St. Francis, and for this reason, he sent him a period of complete spiritual dryness that came from the idea that he was predestined to hell, despite any effort he would make to save himself. Listen to that, beloved. Our Lord desired many things from St. Francis, and for this reason, God sent him a period of complete spiritual dryness that came from the idea that he was predestined to hell despite any effort he would make to save himself. Obsessed by this, I, God sent that, beloved, because he desired much from St. Francis. Obsessed by this idea one day, St. Francis, in near despair, 
knelt before the feet of a statue of Our Lady of Deliverance at the church of Saint-Dienne de Grey. Saint-Dienne de Grey. Um, I can't translate that. In Paris, weeping, he said the prayer of Saint Bernard, which is the Memorare, adding this ending. <coughs> Quote, O oh, my mistress and queen, be my intercessor before thy son, for I shall never see him if it is my misfortune <clears throat> to not love God in the next life. Most beloved lady, at least give me the grace to love him as much as possible while I am here. Beloved, St. Francis believed he was on his way to hell, and he asked simply if he cannot love God in the next life. He begged Our Lady to allow him to love God in this life. And the article says, from that day on, the temptation completely ceased. Our Lord Lord heard the beautiful prayer of St. Francis, who delivered himself entirely to God's will, to the point of offering without hesitation to love and serve him in this world without any reward in the next. Some of you may have seen the Black Madonna in France. Um, We were there. Uh, We were before her. Uh, I was with a a pilgrimage uh, with the um, visitation of Holy Mary that St. Francis founded. We were before the Black Madonna, who is... Our Lady of Deliverance, and she's black. So is a little child she's holding because of all the candles lit before her through the centuries. And they blackened her, but she's absolutely gorgeous. When his studies, when his studies had ended, St. Francis was ordained a priest against the wishes of his father, who desired a political career, career for his son. The Pope named him provost of the cathedral, Hapter of Geneva, a city at the center of the Calvinist heresy. St. Francis engaged in zealous campaigns there in his efforts to destroy the branch of the Protestant heresy. Maybe you've seen the book called Controversies. That's a compilation of all the tracts St. Francis wrote in reaching out to those um, uh, Calvinists and 70,000 um, Catholics who had left the church under the Protestant her- heresy. Um, St. Francis engaged in zealous campaigns there in his efforts to destroy that branch of Protestant heresy. He brought 72,000 Calvinists back into the Catholic Church. And in 1602, the Bishop of Geneva, that St. Francis de Sales, died and the diocese passed to his hands. No, that's not St. Francis. The Bishop of Geneva died, and the diocese passed into his hands. He became the Bishop of Geneva. He visited every part of it, exhorting the faithful to persevere in the faith and showing the heretics their errors. That's what he would encourage us to do today, beloved. The article is almost done. I'll finish it when we come back from the break and read you an incredible statement of St. Francis de Sales, which is for us. Don't go away, dear ones. And when we come to the half-hour break, um, we'll have a whole half-hour, and we'll take your calls, your emails, and your texts. And the toll-free number to call is one 877 
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. The iCatholic Radio Mobile app is two apps in one. Your place to hear great Catholic programs and music. Here's what listeners are saying about the updated iCatholic Radio mobile app. Through the iCatholic Radio app, I have listened to the sermons and teachings several times. The effect has been a deeper understanding of my faith and Catholic tradition. This app has truly been a blessing in my life and has increased my faith. With the new app, you can choose to listen to our programs like Mother Miriam Live or The Catholic Current whenever you like. But you can also switch over to the best in contemporary music by Catholic artists. We even bring you hours of Gregorian chant every Sunday morning. If you do not currently have our app, download it to your iPhone through the Apple Store or to your Android phone by going to Google Play and searching iCatholic Radio. The updated iCatholic Radio mobile app, your one stop for great Catholic programs and music. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm so, so, I'm always so happy to be with you. You know, we take our freedom for granted until we come uh, against an age like this where our freedom uh, freedoms uh, may be taken away. <clears throat> um, and sometimes they're simply taken away by the legalization of pure evil. Um, so uh, while we have life and breath, let us not waste a single gift that God has given us. We have, dear ones, what the entire world needs. <clears throat> I'm going to continue uh, with this article. We're almost at the end of it by St. Francis de Sales, who was one of the greatest apologists of the church, bringing 72,000 Calvinists back um, in, in the 1600s. <clears throat> He founded the Order of the Visitation of Holy Mary in 1610 in Annecy, France, became the Bishop of Geneva, and uh, that's where I spent my canonical uh, year of novitiate, cloistered year of novitiate, with the um, the Order of Holy Mary uh, uh, of the Visitation, the Visitation Sisters in Tiringham, Massachusetts. <clears throat> 
still wearing the habit of St. Francis, um, uh, St. Jane de Chantal, St. Francis de Sales, together with St. Jane de Chantal, founded that order. And it's just such a beautiful story. Um, uh, I just consider St. Francis de Sales the greatest pastor the church has ever known or had. And... um, uh, let me see. Um, St. Francis, when he became the Bishop of Geneva, directed the Diocese of Geneva for 22 years. And we were there, and there's in the middle of the city, uh, like we would have a huge statue of George Washington for America, they have a statue of St. Francis de Sales uh, because he uh, was so great uh, in his accomplishments in that city. <clears throat> He directed the diocese for 22 years, overcoming the many ambushes the Calvinists were always making against the great bishop. Instead, he caused many defeats and losses in their ranks by his words, his meekness, and his example. That's how, beloved, not by guns, not by... um, not by force, but by his words, his meekness, and his example. I know that he's called the doctor, the gentle doctor, the doctor of love, so many titles that characterize his magnificent personality. And the article goes on to say, at age 56, St. Francis delivered his soul to God. 23 years after his death, Pope Alexander VII inserted his name in the Catalog of the Saints. In 1877, he was declared a doctor of the church by Pope Pius XI and named patron of writers and journalists. St. Francis was a true warrior of the church against heresy. Today, the Catholic press is obliged to wage the same combat since the world is falling into the abyss of heresy and dissolution of good customs. Unfortunately, this is happening with the complicity of almost the entire media. There are only a few organs represented Uh, a few organs, um, representatives of the Catholic press that oppose this wave. Only the spirit of sacrifice that animated St. Francis de Sales to combat the Calvinist heresy at its very heart will give them the strength to efficiently combat the bad press, which hides a true hatred for the Church of our Lord Jesus Christ, behind its supposed neutrality. I don't think the word supposed applies anymore. They don't even hide the fact that they're not neutral. May St. Francis uh, of Sales, St. Francis de Sales, or in English, St. Francis of Sales, intercede before our Lord to procure the needed grace without which nothing can be done and to give Catholic journalists the necessary... um, I'm sorry, the necessary spirit of sacrifice to fulfill their mission. In his book, Beloved, which I 
absolutely recommend Introduction of the Devout Life. This is a quote from St. Francis de Sales, quote, and this applies to this very day of January 20th, 2021, quote, it is our duty to denounce as strongly as we can heretical and schismatic sects, S-E-C-T-S, and their leaders. It is an act of charity to cry out against the wolf when he is among the sheep wherever he is. I'm going to reread that. This is not simply for um, the clerical state. This is for um, Catholics, every single Christian, who every single Christian who becomes a saint at our baptism. We become saints at our baptism. To be a saint, beloved, is not to be perfect. It is to be holy. And holy doesn't mean perfect. Holy means what saint means, set apart for God from the world unto God. It doesn't mean that we never sin or that we never fall. That would be good if we walked with our God fully. But um, it means that we're set apart for God. And the whole of our life growing as Catholics is to become what we are. We are saints. We are set apart for God. We are holy. We have a calling. God has chosen us in his son before the foundation of the world. That's the beginning of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, which we read in its entirety last week. You, if you're baptized, are a saint. And um, I loved a statement of my Protestant pastor for years. He used to say there's there's two people in the world, the saints and the eights. <laughs> but to be a saint um, is not dependent on our living. Uh, let me just say, I have to be careful choosing the word, not dependent. It's not because we live as holy people in the world. It's because we are made holy, set apart for God by our baptism. And that is our calling. And the reason we live as holy people in the world, as people set apart for God, being in the world and not of it, is not to be a saint. It's because we are saints. And we are becoming what we are. We are set apart for God. It's not a choice. We can be faithful to our calling or we can reject our calling and we can disgrace God's name in the world. And beloved, it is what we've done as a people. It is what we've done as a people. Satan, the smoke of Satan, as Paul the Sixth said, has entered the church last century without any question. He has entered the plan of God's people from the garden on. There's no question about it. His whole mission is to destroy the work of God. If you have nothing to do with God and you're in the world and you're possessed by demons or you uh, do the works of the world, he's not on your case. It is Christians who want to combat evil, who want to honor God and live for him. Those are the ones he attacks. And if God wants much of you as his son or daughter, he's going to do with you what he did with St. Francis de Sales, what he did with the Apostle Paul. He's going to send a demon. He's going to appoint a demon to tempt you and to cause you to fall and to cause you to doubt. Because unless you fight those things, you will not be a soldier for him. When you enter the physical army, you are tried physically 
uh, and in every way beyond what you think is even possible. Try it until almost the breaking point, and you either are going to succeed or you're going to fail. And if you want to be a soldier for Christ, it's the same thing. God has to try us. When I desired to begin this community, Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, <clears throat> who am I to even think of starting a community? I had not been a religious before. Um, I love the Catholic faith. I'm a convert. I taught the faith all over the world. I, I want to live for Christ. I want to die for him. But I don't want to die, but I want to live and die for him. For me, the only faith worth living for is that faith worth dying for. If it's not worth dying for, why live for it? For what? Why give everything up? Why uh, encounter persecution and, and fasting and suffering? And why if it's not worth dying for? For me, it's the only reason it's worth living for. And for me, the faith... Um, once given to the saints is that faith worth dying for and therefore living for is why we have so many f saints, so many f saints. I don't want to die, but if when I do, um, I want it to be for this faith. Um, and if we're going to be soldiers of Christ, which the scriptures say we are, soldiers of Christ, uh, we need to take up our warfare, Ephesians chapter 6, and we need to be on guard against the world. If we complain that the world is against us, they mock us, they don't want to have anything to do with us, then we're doing our job. Then we are in the world and not of it. That's what we want. And if we don't give in, if we're not afraid what people think of us, we're only afraid of what God thinks of us. And we never cower. And when we raise our children, beloved, we raise them in the faith. Because that is our vocation. To raise holy offspring for God. And if we, leave, if we turn them over to the world... If we let the schools raise them and corrupt them, if we let the world determine how they dress, uh, Our Lady said that many are going to go to hell because of the immoral fashion, the immodest fashions in the world. It, it, they'll go to hell for that. And you say, well, that's a little uh, stern, isn't it? Well, it is. It is compared to the world. But I tell you, beloved, the minute you start living according to God's plan for us. You will never know such freedom. The truth indeed sets us free. Jesus said, John chapter 8, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And as soon as you begin to live your faith without compromise, as a family, at home, and you're not afraid to parent, and you're not afraid to not let your daughters out of the house with short skirts and tight clothing and your sons, excuse me, um, uh, again, they could be immodest. You don't want them going to church in short shorts and thongs. You don't want them walking around that way. Um, you need to pray at home with your children. If they don't see you, love and live the faith, they won't believe it. It'll just be something they're forced to do and to go to church on Sunday. They're forced until they're 18 and they're free to do their own thing. The only way you will convert your children, I have a hiccups now, and the world is if you live in it and you not be of it, including in your own home. And the children could say, Mom, you're a real fanatic. 
And the mom can say, I'm, I'm a fanatic for God, and that's what we're all called to be. Um, there's the music for our second break, beloved, and our lines are wide open. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live. Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour all together, um, and I'm happy to take your calls, your texts, your emails. Um, the toll-free number, one 511 I've got a little rumbly throat this morning. Hold on. So again, the toll-free number, one 511 5483 or email at mother at Um uh, Let me just say, we've had... Um, uh-oh, where did I put it? Oh, dear. I've got it. Hold on. My Bible, I'm looking for my, my sword. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Hold on. 
I keep it within reach. And people have asked for recommendations for a good Bible. Um, There are several. It needs to be a Catholic Bible and not a paraphrase. There are paraphrases that are okay, but if you want the Word of God um, in a good translation, the one I recommend most is the New Revised Standard Catholic Edition. The New Revised Standard... um, is also a Protestant uh, New Testament, but if you want the, uh, which would be about the same as the Catholic, but you want the Catholic edition because the Protestant is missing seven plus books of the Old Testament that Martin Luther single-handedly threw away. So um, I have it here, and let me just see if I can show this to you. Mine is um, taped and retaped. Can you see it? Um, you see that? So there's my Bible. It's been, I don't know how many years I've had it. Well, I came into the church in 95. I've probably used it since then. And, um, and I love it. So that's the translation. It's uh, sold uh, by Ignatius Press and others. Um, And so uh, that is the one I recommend. The Ignatius Holy Bible uh, Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. If you have the Douay Reims, it's fine too. It's beautiful language. Uh, that's where the King James came from. Um, so that's my suggestion for a good Bible is the Revised um, Standard Version Catholic Edition. Um, RSVCE. Revised Standard Version RSVCE Catholic Edition. <clears throat> we have a call from Cody in New Mexico. Hello, Cody. Hello, Mother. I hope you're well. It's a sad day in America, but God is good, and He's definitely on the throne. So I appreciate you taking my call today. There you go. Yes. You 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 summed thing up. Some summed the things up perfectly, Cody. God bless you. God is on <laughs> His throne, and He's building His church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. <clears throat> Definitely. So I have a I have a question, and I'll tell you why I'm asking this in a minute. But does the Catholic Church allow couples to be civilly married if they've been given a dispensation by a priest to do so if they agree to convalidate their marriage a year later? I don't know any priest that has that power. I don't know of anything in the church that gives a priest a... Uh, the um, the power to give a couple a dispensation to be civilly married and then to be married a year later in the church because a civil marriage is licit. It's a marriage before the law, but they won't be married in God. Um, and I don't know the situation with the couple, if they're both baptized. I don't know what's going on there. Well, it involves it involves me. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember my call a few months ago. I called you and told you that I was having some issues with the partner that I was seeing because um, I have a a stepmom who's a doctor who believes that the COVID crisis is you know I, I can't really get out of the house much because of it. But I'm living under here while getting a different living situation arranged. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you remember that phone call, but I called a couple times with some advice on the situation. Um, oh, Cody, forgive my memory. At the moment, I'm not recalling it. Go ahead, though, dear. Oh, no problem. It was back in the fall. So 
Um, so getting my getting this partner acclimated to my family has not been when an you easy say task. partner. When you say partner, are you speaking about a man that you're engaged to? Oh no, I apologize. Uh, it's 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 a woman. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, and we've been talking and we've been talking about um, we've been discussing marriage. Uh-huh. But the problem that the problem that one of the problems that we've been having is my family is not supportive of this relationship for a couple of reasons. One of which is because of the way that the relationship was that we introduced the relationship to our family, mm-hmm. um, to my family. That is, um, um, my partner feels that I'm being controlled because I can't, because I'm, uh, because I can't leave the house or go see her because of the, all the virus stuff. And my stepmom is a licensed physician. And Wait a minute. When, when you say you can't leave the house, you're not in chains. You're an adult. What do you mean you can't? Okay. Uh, just by way of rules that she's established that, your, you know, your parents rules. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. My, and so your choice is to live there and be under the rules or to get a different place. Is that it? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Okay, all right, I understand. Keep going. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that I was just simply listening to her medical expertise. My partner thinks that I'm in a situation where I'm being controlled. So when we inter- when I introduced my partner to my family, she basically um, told them that just kind of on the spot that look, you're controlling him, and we're going to be getting him out of there and this, that, and the third thing. And so because of that, they haven't really been taken toward her well because of this. And she tried to issue them an apology letter, but it didn't, um, it was met with no response. And so we've been trying to figure out ways to work around this so we can get our life going together without it desecrating my relationship with my own family as well. Okay, no. Cody, p- forgive me because I can't make out your voice. Are you a man or a woman? I'm sorry to, for the question. I am a man. <laughs> okay, I thought so, but I, I, I just need, when you say partner, um, you know, it, it confused me a little bit. So you mean the okay, woman. Okay, my apologies. That, no, don't apologize. Your, your, your language is fine. I'm the one who is confused. So um, this is the woman you want to marry. And you are old enough to be living your own life and not to be under your parents. So you simply, um, uh, you want to leave and get married. Is that it? Yes, I am. And when I've discussed this with, when I've discussed this with my parents, one of the issues that they have is, you know, um, that the, that this woman has not left a good impression on, on them, my parents, number one, number two, I believe in the church's teaching about being open to life, um, and she does too. The issue that I have is I have a number of different uh, conditions that I'm wondering if I could be even suitable to be a father. I have, I'm completely blind, which is no problem. I, I know blind people who have had children before. I also have, yes, I also have autism spectrum disorder and a lot of that comes with fine motor issues with fine I motor skills cross too. motor uh-huh. activity yeah and so i'm very very worried as are my as are my folks about my fitness to be a father my my language skills are great but my anxiety gets very heightened at times and my cross motor activity is in a lot of cases 
not good. I couldn't even button a shirt till I was 16 years old. So I've mastered that. But just, again, that you have to be very safe when taking care of a baby. And, um, but they don't, but, uh, they they don't believe that's possible, and I didn't either until I met this woman, and she has opened my eyes to that. But it's still, I still have no idea if I can if I can do it because I haven't really been given training. She purchased a, a doll for us to practice with, but I haven't been able to see her, so I don't know how to determine this before I even get married. And and this you know, woman tried that to tell- you're in love with her, and she's in love with you, and you both want to marry. Yes. And is she blind? She has some vision, not, I mean, more than I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does she have other handicaps? No, she does not. But she has some vision. I tell you, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the woman who was blind all her life that wrote 50 hymns, Frances, I forget her name, but... Um, I, I'm not uh, able to determine what you can both do physically. How old are you, Cody? I'm 29. Okay, and how old is she? She is 31. Okay. Um, in my mind, the, the two of you can marry. The two of you can marry. And um, if God gives you children, God bless him. God bless you. And um, you, uh, how, have you been blind all your life? I have, and so has she. Well, see, that's an advantage, because you've learned how to live life with your blindness. You've learned how to do that. And um, the, Yeah, my issue is not blindness. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, again, like I said, I have... The motor um, skills. The motor skills, the the autism spectrum stuff. So I don't know again how I can even physically be fit to be a father. I I mean I have no idea. Well, and it depends upon how I've, bad I've it tried is. to have. I know someone with autism uh, who has his moments, but he's a he's a physician, he's a pediatrician, he's married, he has two children. Um, it depends upon how how well you're able to function. But here's what I would say, Cody. I think um, a good doctor could help you with that if you are able to function and your um and the woman you love and want to marry um is able to function even a little better because she has better vision uh, or a measure of vision i see nothing wrong with the two i personally see nothing wrong with the two of you marrying um and i would leave it to god whether you he gives you children or not um if you're not able to raise the child there are many families who would give anything to be able to adopt a, a newborn babies. So I'm not saying that you should go into the marriage with that plan, but I think you can marry. I, people may not agree with me. I see nothing wrong with the two of you marrying and, um, and just praying to God. You're Catholic, Cody, right? Yes, I am. And Is so your, she. Well, so there, if you love each other, you're free to marry, and you will absolutely live according to the um, Catholic faith and pro-life issues and all of that, I personally see nothing wrong with your marrying. The thing that um, I think you need to 
determine is that your parents cannot determine your life. You should not be under that exactly. anymore. So you are free to leave your house and to marry this woman. Um, I do not. Well, that's one of the, and that's one of the things that we've been discussing um, because every time I talk to them about it, talking just doesn't work. Well, don't They're, talk to keep... your parents about it. You are a man, a Catholic man, free to do what you wish. You don't need your parents' approval. You need to be respectful and honor them, but you don't need to honor their decision at your age. And, um, yeah, because they're trying to convince me to get a vasectomy, which I will absolutely not do. Well, then your parents uh, aren't Catholic no matter what they claim. Do not do that, Cody. Um, I would suggest you and your, uh, let's say, fiancé plan a marriage. You may not get married civilly and then plan a real, as you say, marriage at a later date. You must be married in the church. Otherwise, you will be living in fornication. Okay, I have one other quick question on this matter. Can I hold on a bit? Uh, Hold on, sweetheart, till after the break. Yes, don't go away. All right, beloved, we'll uh, come back right after the break. And uh, you're welcome to call in as well. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, dear ones. This is our last segment, and we're on the line with Cody. Um, We've got a couple of calls waiting, but you're welcome to try to get in for about a little more than 10 minutes. Toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email mother at thestationofthecross.com. Are you there, Cody? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Um, go ahead, sweetie. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, I guess, really how to make my... Escape. I mean, I'm very close to my father and the other side of my family, but um, this priest um, who gave us the so supposedly gave us the dispensation to do this. I don't know him. This is her pastor, but um, he gave us a dispensation for me to even, and I don't really agree with this, to move in for a couple of weeks while we get the marriage license done, and then, um, and then go forward with this. Civil marriage. What is he dispensing uh, you from? That's insane. What is he dispensing you from? Um, I, I've never heard of that. I don't know that he has that power. Uh, you are not to live together outside of marriage. And um, uh, you need you need to go to a different priest, is what I would say, or to your bishop. Yeah, she told him that I was being, you know, controlled because of the situation that I just told you about a second you are. ago. You are. And, he, and he said that, well, that's that's plenty of reason as long as you guys sleep in separate rooms and keep, you no, know, exercise self-control. No, it's not plenty of reason. No. I agree you, with you. you. I agree with you. Do, no. You are a free man. Is there any reason why you can't pack your bags and leave? Is there any reason? I am reason? unemployed. So you have no way to live on your own. Exactly. I mean, it's being blind about, is very difficult. For being, I understand, being, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand. I'm just trying to kind of um, get to a couple of other calls, but I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shut you out too quickly at all, Cody. I'm with you. Um, how about your fiance's parents? Does she live on her own? She does. And how about her parents? Have you met them? Do they have a place that you might live with them? An extra room? Uh, yes. And how, if the two of you marry, will you support yourselves? Well, I'm currently working. To, there's an organization that helps blind people come up with an employment plan, but right now we're on Social Security. This could take months. So before. you're both on Social Security. She doesn't have a job either. No, she doesn't. We we have a. There's an organization that helps us, like I said. But this, I just opened my case with this organization, so it could be months. Uh-huh. before I get anything. Well, and, and people in the so, workforce, it's like they don't want to hire a blind person. Go right. ahead. So she's living on her own via Social Security. Yes. Well, I would say let her continue living on her own. And if her parents, uh, in a separate situation, will give you a room, then I would, I would go for that. And the two of you okay. can continue to be chased, continue to see each other, and her parents apparently would understand, um, and then you'd be okay before God without marriage. Definitely. 
and then you could, again, um, have your Social Security, uh, look at every possibility for uh, getting a job. There are, there are blind people who, uh, many of them, and they have jobs. In fact, we are giving our priory in Tulsa, now that we're in Beloit, to a wonderful woman um, who is blind and deaf. And she's had her own business for years, and she wants our previous priory to take in men and women separately in two two separate houses who are blind and deaf, um, blind and or deaf, in order to uh, help them to live independently, take the bus, cook meals, get a job. So there are many organizations that will help you to do that. Um, In fact... Um, we would have sold our priory in Tulsa. I'm just going to say this um, uh, for a quarter of a million. We've been uh, inclu- that includes a guest house. That's what it's been assessed at, and they can't pay it. So I'm, I'm going to mention this to you. If anybody has a quarter of a million to give us, then we would have that money to um, to build up uh, to begin to build a little monastery here. And, but they can't pay it, so we're just going to let them have it uh, for whatever they can pay through the years. We're not going to force them to do anything, no interest or anything. So there are people that will help you. So if you can live with her parents, see if you could arrange that. Uh, your parents don't have to agree, Cody. Um, you just explain to them what you need to do. And make sure her parents agree with it and pack your bags and go live with her parents and let her continue to live in her situation. Even if, even if I have to just leave real early in the morning? Because like I said, talking to them just does no good. I don't no. care if you leave at 2 a.m. What's the difference? Yeah. No, you tell them, I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, um, I need to do this. I know you don't agree. I apologize for whatever stress I've caused you, but I, I'm 29. I need to live my own life, and this woman and I love each other, and we trust what God has, the, the cross God has given us, and we want to live this life together. Okay, may I follow up with you soon and let you know how this goes? Oh, I would wish you, you really would are a hero to me. Uh, you w- I wish you would. I would absolutely love to know. And we will be praying for you, Cody. Because you are a hero to me. I, li- I used to listen to you on Immaculate Heart Radio, and I was so disappointed when you left, and I've been trying to track you down ever since, and I'm so glad I found you again. Oh, I'm glad too, yeah. Cody. We have to stick together, those of us who really love God. Yes, so God bless you, sweetheart. And again, we'll be right, praying you. for you. And let me know, okay? Thank you. All right. Um, you're welcome, dear one. Rosa from California, how are you, sweetheart? Yes, Rose. Oh, yes, Rose. I guess Mother. I'm okay. Well, my given yes, name I'm, is close to yours. It's Rosalind, which is yes, in Spanish, right. Rosalinda. So, uh, oh, it's so I, beautiful. It's beautiful, sweetheart. Go ahead. Tell me your question. But, well, I have a question, but um, you know, is it appropriate for me to com- comment on um, uh, the previous caller at all? Absolutely, sweetheart. Absolutely. Okay. So here's. What okay, and listening to let me, let me just interrupt I, you. Hold on, Rosa. Yes. I'm going to interrupt you to tell you we have two minutes left to oh, the pro so to me, the. So perfect. you just go and and don't worry. We'll try to get as much Here's in me. as we can. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read what I, I texted the station um, just in case I didn't get in today. I, okay. I, here's what I wrote. Here's what I wrote to you. In case I do not get in today, please, please, please ask mother to speak to Cody, the current caller. He is clearly intelligent. Clearly, yes. he loves God. Yeah. Clearly, he loves God and already loves his future children in his heart and his there whole you being. At, as evidence as his determination to do what is right by his eventual children. Cody, I hope you're listening. Mm -hmm. Even to the point where he's considering not having them, which I would say, no, don't don't even go there. That's heroic. Yep. The don't go there is, I agree. You're not going to get married if you're going to cut off life. Right. Okay, so then I, I said also, many people who have handicaps have families and have throughout the ages and um he will always even if he never has children he will always regret a vasectomy i know this it's mortal sin that would be entering into mortal sin Mm -hmm. and naturally his body will tell his being you you can never go back you did something wrong i also encourage him to get his ducks in a row a prospective husband should be able to humbly even humbly to support himself just in case do not marry to escape rationally plan your natural leaving so you can marry in good standing with yourself and god okay and i i didn't sense there's the closing music rosa please call back tomorrow and we'll take what you called in for the question you have the same thing with colin i'm so sorry we can't take you um i sense no desire to, for Cody to escape, but um, he needs to be a man and do what he believes God is leading him to do. I, and again, you don't marry if you're not going to be open to life and leave that in God's hands. Don't determine yourself that you shouldn't have children. Rosa, you're a gem, absolute gem, um, and we'll speak with you all tomorrow. God bless you.